Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the Fife, Alabama cattle mutilations. That's correct, Fife, Alabama cattle mutilations. Now, of course, these happened back in uh, late 1992, 1993. I've talked about it before in the program. I think back in July, we covered this. But I've come across some more source information here I think it's important to take a look at because that's how we're going to really get to the bottom of this stuff. We can talk about these things after the fact for years, but it's interesting to know what the people on the ground saw what their eyewitness accounts were and how they perceived it right then at that time. I have to tell you, this whole cattle mutilation thing, to me, is a third rail of UFOlogy. Uh, a lot of people that follow the UFO stuff don't like to believe that these aliens or wherever they are could be coming down to Earth, uh, taking these cattle, doing these horrendous uh, mutilations to them, and then just dropping them off you know, in a random field somewhere. A lot of people want to believe that it's some sort of uh, military operation. Seems a little complex for that. Uh, oftentimes, there are cases where a helicopter traffic's reported, just like with this with these cases here. Myself, I think that's more of a observation, possibly by the military or deep state operators, after the fact, or maybe even collusion with. Who knows? But you. When you get into this whole topic, you get, you get resistance, and you get resistance from uh, the people that uh, are interested in UFOs, but you especially get resistance uh, from your media outlets and from your search engines, not wanting to give you uh, results. Uh, it seems like you're constantly trying to be blocked from finding the stuff that you need to find. And as they say, uh, when you're getting the flack, you're over the target. So I think I think this whole thing about the cattle mutilations deserves a lot of attention, and it doesn't get the kind of attention that it deserves. I know back when I was experimenting a little bit with YouTube, and I did a I did a podcast, which I posted there. I don't want to do that anymore, but I posted about um, bovine blood and how that's used in uh, human uh, medical procedures because it's similar enough to human blood that they can do certain things with it. And you know, just asking the question, is there some connection here with these uh, UFO, UFOs, um, cattle mutilations, these things having the blood drained all the time? And boy, YouTube got all kinds of angry about that. So what are we, what are we getting next to? Why is it that when we talk about this subject, we get so much resistance? Why is it that when we had the recent uh, congressional hearings or in the Senate hearings, this stuff here just never gets brought up. It never gets talked about. Okay, like this. This is this is the ghost story of UFOs, but it's more than a ghost story, and shows us, I think, the personality, the uh, qualities, and the dangers of at least some of these things, whatever they are, that that are coming into our reality, into our dimension, onto our planet. Now, this first article that I'm looking at is. It's, I found on Reddit, and it was put there by uh, a user called Lucky Lucas 288 Title says, Cattle Mutilations in Alabama in 1993. And it goes on to say, my dad was a reporter in Alabama in the 90s. This was an article he wrote for the local paper in 1993. I thought it was pretty interesting. What do you all think? Well, I think it's pretty cool myself. And we'll just go through this article here real quick. The title of the article says, High Heat Strange Material Found in Mutilations. And it's written by Stephen Smith. He begins by saying, Answers lead to more questions as additional scientific information becomes available concerning the strange cattle deaths which have occurred in our area over the past several months. In a press conference Wednesday, Fife Police Officer Ted Oliphant released data which proves only to further puzzle the investigation. 
part of the information concerning concerned an animal discovered in Dawson on January 31st, which appeared to have been mutilated in an unexplained manner. On and around the cow was found a strange white material that, when contacted with metal, would quickly melt into an almost clear liquid form. This substance was analyzed by a molecular biologist, said Oliphant, with a scanning electron microscope. He determined that it was composed of four elements, aluminum, titanium, silicone, and oxygen. Oliphant said that according to the scientist, this combination of elements does not occur naturally. He has cross-referenced it and cannot yet find a match with anything that exists in the industrial market. Oliphant said also the substance contained a level of titanium higher than one would expect to find in any substance. The question for law enforcement, said Oliphant, is what's this doing on a cow that has been mutilated? He said that he has spoken with an investigative reporter who covered mutilations in New Mexico in the 1970s and that similar substances were found on animals there also. However, at that time it was not possible to determine what the substance was made of. Another puzzling fact was uncovered from tissue samples taken from a calf owned by David McClendon of Crossville. He had brought his animal to the Fife Police Department on February 27th after being unsatisfied with a separate investigation. We took tissue samples from six different areas of the mutilation, Oliphant said, including one that exhibited serrated or stepped and notched incisions. A video of that particular tissue sample was shown to demonstrate the incision style. Dr. John Alshutter, a Colorado pathologist, hematologist, examined the samples and determined that all incisions had been subjected to high heat, several hundred degrees or more. This type of evidence has been found by Dr. Altschuler on samples of mutilated animals that he has examined since 1967. All this information leads investigators in uncertain directions. The evidence of high heat and the precision serrated cuts on these animals clearly rules out the possibility of predators, Oliphant stated. That opens up a greater mystery. Who are these phantom surgeons and why are they taking materials from these animals that could be acquired at any slaughterhouse. Other mysterious happenings appear to be coinciding with the mutilations. Farmers and their neighbors have reported seeing helicopters in the vicinity of the areas where mutilations have been found, Oliphant said. This adds yet a, another mystery. Well, he's got a point. Why are they randomly taking these animals and cutting the parts out of them? And they could just, you know, if it was something that, that the government wanted, wouldn't they just buy it from a slaughterhouse? And then finishes up and says, why are these unmarked helicopters appearing in these areas and who is in them? The press conference was well attended by many newspapers, radios, and television representatives. Now, that's some good points. Uh, a really well-written article from 1993. And next, I want to take a look at the actual press conference that was held. This is some really cool stuff that came out there. So I found a write-up from this uh, press conference that was held uh, in April 1993. The website, I found it on, is T-O-T-S-E-A-N-S.com. I'll have a link there at the Buy Me A Coffee website. As always, thanks to the folks that support there and at Spotify. And hey, while you're at it, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. doesn't cost anything. Now, the title here says, Report on Cattle Mutilations, Sand Mountain, Alabama. I'm assuming that's where uh, whoever wrote this 
is located at. Sand Mountain uh, is like, I think, about 140, 150 miles southwest of Fife, Alabama, where the mutilations actually occurred. Uh, it says, report on cattle mutilations at Sand Mountain, Alabama. Then it says, press conference of Fife, Alabama, presented by the Fife Police Department, Fife, Alabama. Charles Jr. Uh, Garmani, Chief of Police. Boyd Graben, Mayor, City of Fife, Ted Oliphant, Investigating Officer, date Wednesday, April 7th, 1993, 1 p.m. Then it says, introduction, beginning in November of 1992, the Fife Police Department has been conducting an investigation into unexplained cattle mutilations in cooperation with neighboring police and law enforcement agencies. These reported incidents began on October 20th, 1992, and have continued through the last week in Marshall and DeKalb counties. So they had an awful lot of mutilations going on down there. To date, over 30 animals have been discovered dead in pastures with various internal and external organs missing. The decision, the incisions examined on uh, these animals exhibit a precise surgical cutting. In many of the cases, there has been evidence of extremely high heat at the tissue incisions. The absence of physical evidence adds to the mystery of the majority of mutilation sites Though many animals have been found in soft pasture land, and in many cases mud, there have been no footprints, tracks, or marks found anywhere near the mutilated animals. To date, no police agency has established a suspect or a motive for these incidents of phantom surgery perpetrated on area livestock. Neither has an eyewitness or informant come forward to offer any credible insight or testimony. The first documented incident of cattle mutilation was reported on October 20th, 1992 by Albertville cattle farmer John Strawn. The animal was discovered in a wooded area of Mr. Strawn's pasture by a neighbor who found the animal dead lying on its side. The animal's entire milk sack was missing with no evidence of blood on the animal nor on the ground where it lay. The neighbor said the neat oval incision where the udder had been removed appeared to be charred. So here again, we have these things. They're being cut open with some sort of high heat source tool. And at the same time, there's no tracks or marks around the animal. Other farmers in the Albertville area soon started reporting similar cases over the next two months. The same organs were reported missing, though what was taken varied from animal to animal. In many cases, the rectum had been cored out neatly with no evidence of blood or body fluid present. On female livestock, the sex organs had been removed in an identical fashion with clean, bloodless incisions. On male livestock, the sex organs had also been removed, again in oval, bloodless incisions. In early January, Albertville Police Department's chief of detectives, Tommy Cole, reported that his ranch, too, had fallen victim to the mutilators when a black Angus steer fell prey to the phantom surgeons. It was at that point that the Fife Police Department began working closely with the Albertville Police Department to further investigate the incidents of mutilations. A week after Chief Detective Cole reported his steer, the mutilations struck again in Albertville. The next week, mutilated cattle were reported near Fife and Grove Oak. A week later in Dawson, just outside of Fife. During the first week in February 1993, more than nine cases of mutilations were discovered and reported in Marshall and DeKalb counties. Throughout all the cases, cattle farmers and their neighbors reported seeing or hearing helicopters in the vicinity either before or shortly after mutilated cattle were discovered. 
Comparison to other cattle mutilations documented by law enforcement in 48 other states since 1963 shows that the cases recently documented here in Northeast Alabama are part of a national problem. In over 10,000 reported cases of livestock mutilations reported since 1967, the organs and tissue taken are always the same. Sex organs removed, tongue cut deep into the throat and removed, and individual eyes and ears are sometimes both have been excised, the jaw stripped to the bone in a large oval cut, and all tissues cut clean. Rectums are cored out, almost like a stovepipe had been inserted, and all the tissue and muscle has been pulled out. All of this has been accomplished on these thousands of animals with no evidence of blood present at the incision. In some cases, the entire blood supply of the animal had been drained, yet without cardiovascular collapse. In other words, they're sucking all the blood out of these things, but the heart doesn't collapse. That's not normal. Throughout the documented history of these cattle mutilations, no one has ever been charged or prosecuted with the crime. No one has ever been caught. Recently, many residents and public officials have offered multiple causes and suspects they believe may be responsible for these animal wounds. Some say it's predator animals like coyotes or buzzards. Many believe it's the work of a satanic call or of college students. I wonder why it would be college students, not high school kids. That's weird. Nevertheless, evidence collected and analyzed by a PhD scientist of material collected from local animals and pasture clearly rules out both groups. And then it goes on, it says, two significant cases. On January 31st, 1993, a rancher in the Dawson community led investigators to the carcass of a blank Angus cow. The animal's genitals and rectum had been cored out in one large incision that left a hole in the size of a coffee can. The animal's jaw had been completely stripped in an oval incision that encompassed the entire right side of the animal's face. The tongue was completely gone, cut deep into the throat. There was no blood present on the animal itself, nor on the ground surrounding it. Now, how do you cut out a cow's tongue and not have any blood? Further examination revealed a flaky white material on the animal's right rib cage and on the ground five feet from the carcass. The material was placed in an empty wrapper of a cigarette pack and transported to the Fife Police Department, where it was transferred to a glass jar. While removing the flaky particles from the cigarette wrapper, the material came in contact with the brass tip of a ballpoint pen. Within one second of contact with the brass, the material melted into an almost clear liquid. To reduce the risk of this happening to the remaining material, the rest was, was shaken out into a jar where it remained unaffected. This white flaky material was then air expressed to a molecular biologist at a leading university for analysis. After two tests, the scientists determined that the substance was composed of aluminum, titanium, oxygen, and silicon in significant amounts. He stated, that the amount of titanium was larger than he would ever expect to see in any substance and that there was no way this combination of elements could ever occur in nature. This material has now been sent to another scientist for a second opinion. When this second opinion analysis is completed, we will release his name and the major Eastern University responsible for the analysis. Included in your press package is the preliminary analysis, a photograph of the substance, and the technical readout on its composition. Now, that's some strange stuff there. It says the second significant case in these incidents of livestock mutilations occurred on February 7th, 1993, this time in Crossville, Alabama. Cattle farmer David McClendon noticed during his morning headcount that he was missing a three-week-old calf. 
He went searching for and found the animal in a wooded area, dead with a large portion of its right hindquarter missing. Examining the animal, Mr. McClendon found that all the calf's internal organs were missing, and all that he could see was a clean, empty chest cavity. There was no sign of blood on or near the animal. There were no teeth marks on the tissue, nor on the exposed leg bones. David McClendon called local and county law enforcement. Shortly after they arrived, the county deputy stated that the animal had been killed by predators and left. Sounds like a real scientific investigation, doesn't it? Mr. McClendon wasn't satisfied that this was that this was what happened to his animal, and later that day he brought the calf to the Fife Police Department for a second opinion. A first look at the calf gave the impression that the animal had been eaten on by wild animals, but a closer look revealed something else, according to Oliphant. The entire edge of the animal's wounds were straight and even. There was no evidence of tearing, ripping, or chewing anywhere. Below the right leg joint, the hide had been cut in a square with two right angle incisions. Close examination showed that the actual incision appeared to be serrated, almost like steps with notches at each base. During the initial examination of the calf, six tissue samples were taken from the animal and preserved in mason jars. These tissue samples were sent to Dr. John Altshuler, formerly of the University of Colorado, who now runs his own state-of-the-art pathology and hematology, and hematology laboratory. Dr. Altshuler states that all six tissue samples he examined from David McClendon's calf had been exposed to high heat. The tissue had been cooked. Dr. Altshuler said that he first examined the first mutilated animal back in 1967. He has seen this type of cut over and over again. So here's a guy who's been around the block. He's investigated some of these cattle mutilations, and he's really starting to see some patterns in these things. Now, at the conclusion here, it says, With these two lab reports of two different samples in two separate cases, we are forced to conclude that the predator animals cannot be blamed for the majority of the mutilation cases documented. Dr. Jim Armstrong, Auburn professor of zoology and wildlife science, concurs. He states, It would be obvious if a coyote would have been tearing through. The wounds would not be similar to a smooth cut. Coyotes bite through and pull to tear away the flesh. It would have a chewed look on it. There are other scavenger animals, such as vultures, that will eat at the softer regions of a cow, but that's not going to be these clean surgical type cuts. There is no way a coyote or other predator inflicted those wounds. In the past week, Dr. Armstrong has examined dozens of photographs of mutilated cows taken by the Fife Police Department. He states, I went over the pictures with a USDA expert, along with several wildlife biologists. With the exception of one individual, we all agreed that many of the cases were not typical predatory damage. The caution here is that we're dealing with photos that there is no other physical evidence for us to look at. But the USDA agent and most others agreed with my conclusion that many of the pictures were not coyote or other predator damage. DeKalb County Auburn Extension Agent Curtis O'Donnell also discounts the likelihood of a predator animal removing circles of cowhide. Predators are not bad about eating hide. They'll eat up the rest of it first, along with the bones. The hide will be one of the last things to go. Well, of course, the other parts of the of the of the carcass are where the are where uh, the protein and the, the minerals and all that kind of good stuff is. I mean, that's why you, when you have a predator carcass, a lot of times the liver is the first thing to go because it's full of uh, all the all the, the the stuff, the nutrients that the animal needs. 
I mean, the hide's going to be the last thing to go. That's the last thing they're going to want to eat. These statements made by expert professionals agree with the statements made earlier this year by the Fife Police Department that predators are not responsible for the mutilations. The conclusion, however, indicates a greater mystery. Who is doing this and why is there a lack, for the most part, of physical evidence at the scene? Police Chief Junior Garmani and Mayor Boyd Graben, themselves involved in farming, believe the results of our investigation require further attention. It is incumbent on all of us, military, state, and federal government, to assist farmers to find out what the phantom surgeons are. It seems basic to help the man who is responsible for ensuring there is food available for our dinner tables. The farmer is not interested in politically correct official explanations. He wants to know what has happened to his livestock. It should be the responsibility of all law enforcement to join together to find an answer to this problem that is adversely affecting the cattle farmer here in Alabama. Well, what a great press conference. What a great article. Uh, I, I like both of these. The newspaper article that was written at the time and then this uh, press conference that happened because it just it just puts the facts out there. 30 cattle found mutilated here in this farm country of Alabama. Uh, high heat incisions, no blood at the scene, no tracks at the scene, and this strange uh, substance consisting of these four different uh, elemental materials. Very weird. Why, why these things would even be there, who knows? But we never have we never have gotten answers on this. No one's ever been convicted, as far as I know, of, of, of doing these crimes. And the mystery discontinues. It's like I said, it's the third rail of UFOlogy. The thing that nobody really wants to talk about is what's going on with these cattle mutilations. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.